It's the Cranky Rugby Podcast. I'm Rob Murphy. Connick 34, the Vodacom Bulls. Seven. A bonus point win. The perfect response to the disappointment in Cardiff last week. And the season is up and running. Alan Deegan, you're very welcome along. Hiya, Rob. Wow, what a pleasure to be back in the clan stand again. When the Bulls went 7-0 up, there was a... Ooh, ooh, and there was a bit of feeling of... Ooh, oh, are we in big trouble here? And then Connacht started playing rugby and they started doing stuff and then the clan reacted and then the players reacted to the clan and it just kept going. It was amazing to be back in a crowd roaring and shouting. And the clan are back, never mind Connacht. They are. And you know what? On the Greyhound stand side, they were brilliant as well because I'm up above them and boy were they loud and they kicked off a brilliant Fields of Atmarai at one point. So it all adds up. Dave Finn, welcome along. Good evening, everyone. This is a podcast not not brought to you by a well-known uh, pubic topiary company, um, which is the only one in existence. Um, I think I think I think you know everything is sponsored by that particular company right now. All podcasts are apart from ours. Um, what are you talking about? You're gonna to have to explain yourself. Manscaped. Everything sponsored by Manscaped. You listen to a podcast. It's Manscaped or Better Health. Okay. Right. Let's stay in. I, I think if, we're no, leaving that in. I'm not sure where he's going with this. Anyway, if you're going to go... If, we're not listening to enough podcasts, clearly. If, if, we're, not, if we're going to talk about the clan stand, if we're going to talk about the main stand, can we talk about the, the guys who stood out in the last 20 minutes on the terraces? Because that's bravery. Because the last 20 minutes were horrible. And um, to stay behind and cheer. And, and they, were, they had something to cheer. It was, it was good. It was good all around. And for the first time in a year, where I, over the last year, I've been able to hear your commentary because you've been, I've been able to hear you. And uh, even with headphones and listening to the radio, uh, you got drowned out by the clan tonight. Well, there you go. And at one stage, Lindley, I just let the clan terrace and in the case of where we were commentating, the uh, main Greyhound stand crowd sing the fields of Atmarai. It was around 74 minutes. And that was it's one of my favourite things to do in commentary when the crowd is singing and we just stay quiet and let that ring, ring across the airwaves all over the world. Beautiful sound. Great to be back. Absolutely. And what, I mean, it was just a, a, a perfect result for the first time in, was it since February 2020? That the, that the, that the that feels like last week, though, when people say that. But it, but it doesn't. I mean, it actually feels like a hell of a long time to me. No, no, it's a hell of a long time since there's people here, but it's hard to believe we're actually in 2021. We started a new season. It's this weird mix of it's ages since we've had them here, but also so much time has passed. So much time has passed, but I think the, the problem with, with that is that in many ways it's, it's because we have stood still for so long yeah. that, that it seems like it was only yesterday because we actually haven't done a lot no, in the last one and a half. I can, I understand. We're all suffering from this vortex. We just don't know where we are. But what we do know is it's kind of emotional. It's not as emotional as if you had told us in 2020 this was going to happen. We would have said people will be crying to be back. You know, it'll be all this kind of over top. I think, I think people have learned to adapt. They've slowly got used to the idea that this is all coming back to normal. It's a slow rebuild. So I don't think it's like oh my God, I'm at a rugby match. But I think what happened, and Alan's nailed this, Lindley, is the game itself brought them out of their shells. The performance. Well, absolutely, because they were pretty stunned, weren't they, after that, op- after that opening try. And I think Connor were pretty stunned as well, you know? Kind of like us when Dave started talking about pubic hair. Here, <laughs> I have to say, they're not just... They're not talking about not pubic hair. Fair point. Fair point. I'm very confused because I didn't think they were just the sole um, prerogative of a man anyway, yeah. but anyway. <laughs> Anyways, oh my God, what a start to this I podcast. Think, I think the public, the public here tonight really enjoyed what was on off. <laughs> no, I have to stop laughing. I think we do. Our producer, William, is in the background. If he's listening, I'm stunned. If he's not listening, no, he's not listening. Wait until he hears this. Will it ever make it to air? Who knows? No, Alan. no and I know just looking, talking about people are being happy. That I have... Simon, the, the Connacht analyst, have 
come across the field and every time we've ever seen him he's waved us and said hello he whistled the he whole whistled way, the whole way, way across I hope the people field. heard that yes absolutely it was just fantastic I thought <laughs> there is a satisfied man zip did he do the situation there for Simon ah listen it's great because Lindley I think last week you know myself and William were in Cardiff and we were chatting to Andy Friend afterwards and Jared Butler and they were both extremely disappointed and frustrated with the way they finished that game but a little bit defiant because they felt they did a lot of things right you back it up this week and now you can look back at last week and say yeah you probably did do a lot of re- things right outside of the mirage that was the end yeah I think it was a bit of a litmus test really wasn't mm. it in the sense that we had this new style of rugby and you know it's, it's not the finished product yet it was very disappointing last week now you have to look at the opposition as well. The Bulls have come over here. They have a style of rugby. And whether they're going uphill or downhill, I'm not really sure, according to Jake White, you know, in his interview. But <laughs> Were you in on that press conference as well? I yes. was listening to it, yes. Yeah. Um, and whatever, whatever about that, they are a big physical side, hugely physical side. Yeah. And I thought that... Connaught were absolutely incredible the way that they just stood up to them and stood up to them and kept in the waves the waves of defence particularly in the early the early part of the game when they could have, I mean I know they did concede one try but that was kind of off the cuff kind of thing you know at this very beginning so I think that, I think it was more the performance that I think the whole crowd got behind because this new style of rugby you know, they have to defend, they have to defend, but they also have to score tries. And gosh, wasn't it wonderful to see, wasn't it wonderful to see the way that some of those tries were scored, you know, and just the way they want to play them, what style, you know, and shitty old weather out here as well, not exactly the most, you know, conducive, oh, yeah. you know, to running tries. But, you know... And you can chase rugby, but not the way Connick play it. And I think that's what stuns teams sometimes. They have this idea that the weather is what it is and Connick must be what they are, and they're not. They have, well, they were also more in tune, I thought, tonight than the previous week. There was a lot more cohesiveness between them. They kind of seemed, tended to know what they were doing or what the person next to them was doing. You know, it wasn't just anyone sort of, sort of, you know, dancing to their own tune, so to speak. Yeah, especially if you look at it last week, the, the, the two centres look as though they didn't really know each other, <laughs> even though, you know, it, it looks as though they hadn't played for, together for a long time. And, and like last week, Tom, Tom Farrell only got the ball nine times in the whole game. Wow, today. that's some stat. And today, he scores a fantastic try and Tom Daly scores too. Dave, at one point, like, Farrell just l- left a pass up in the air and it's like it floated in the air for at least two seconds. And who came on to it? Tom Daly, who was like, talk about being in tune. Indeed, I think... A lot of credit has to go to the management because there were issues last week. I mean, I, I do think I do think Cardiff is now a place that if we never have to play there again, that would be fantastic. Unfortunately, the rules of the competition say we have to play Cardiff in Wales every now and again, so we can put we can park that. That's parked that's gone. But what I thought the the, the the faith in the management it was twelve of the fifteen. Um, there were some changes specifically for the um, for the Bulls. But not on the back line. There was no changes in the back line. That means he kept faith with the centre pairing, realising that that was, that was not a fundamental breakdown of the system. It was just individual mistakes. There was a lot of things, but there, was, there were times when it worked really well. I mean, we tend to forget, I know it was in the last minute, but Stephen Fitzgerald tried, sorry, Conor Fitzgerald's try last week showed what happens when it, when, it, when it works, and that was on a bad performance. Tonight, everything clicked, and it was the faith shown in the centre pairing and in the back three, because... Mark Hansen could easily... We've seen it in the past, and we've seen it with other teams. You do what Mark Hansen did last year. You get yourself a yellow card, and your team goes down to 14-13. The next week, it's... You know, you can have the weekend off. 
great faith in Mark Hansen and he rewarded them. Daly and Farrell rewarded them. The entire team rewarded them. Um, wouldn't have been what I'd done, but that's why I'm not a rugby coach. Post-game interviews, Andy Friend and Mark Hansen, actually, just because you brought that up, I asked Mark Hansen about the contrast between the weeks. Actually, before that, let's have a listen to myself and William during the match. Oh, thank you, Alan. That's why you're the overall editor of these podcasts. I forgot about that. Will we... Play that, Play that into the interviews. It's the new season. I forget about some of our routines. Okay, William, we're like 10 minutes away from kickoff, but the ground is filled up quite quickly now. Didn't look as though it was going to be full earlier on, but we've got a crowd in the sports ground for a URC game. It's exciting stuff. Yeah, it's nice to be back with a the crowd. They're sweating about 3,000 as the maximum in this evening. Uh, very important game for Connacht. They really have got to get a win here tonight. Um, disappointing performance at times in Cardiff last week tonight's the opportunity to put it right uh, the Bulls were well beaten by Leinster but they're, they've had to get another game under their belt so it'll be interesting to see how it goes and it is clearing and the wind and rain that were forecast it's looking a bit better now so yeah, let's, uh, let's get this game on 20 minutes gone scores Connacht 7, Bulls 7 fascinating game yeah, a lot of kicking. Uh, some of it pretty aimless by both sides, but they've both scored a decent try. Uh, I suppose it still has that early season sort of feel to it, but Connacht are just starting to get their uh, mojo here now. They're getting a little bit of uh, hands on the ball. They've had a couple of good defensive sets as well, where they've, they've kept a lot of... I went through about 19 phases, I counted there, the Bulls, and Connacht's defence was really, really strong. Drove them back, eventually got them to kick quite poorly. So... It's good stuff, and they just need to keep this up. They, I, I think if they can keep the pressure on this side, they will get a reward. It's half-time. 10-7. Not only is rugby back, the clan are back. Yeah, it's been uh, buzzing in here. Um, not a really good, not a high-quality first half, I think, but plenty of endeavour from both sides. Connacht have played their way into it. Did have a try disallowed for a forward pass, which is absolutely correct. But it's the defensive stands. They've, they've made three now where they've been under more than 10 phases from the Bulls and that will give them great heart and I think it'll put the Bulls maybe on the back foot it'll be interesting to see if they change their game um, but Connick need to just get a little bit more accurate they've nearly opened them up a couple of times and the substitute benches for both sides are going to be very very important because this is physical and it's fast we missed the 60 minutes because there's been so much excitement in the second half and Connacht have taken off they lead 22-7 yeah they really have they've absolutely dominated this half I don't think the Bulls have actually been inside the Connacht half uh, at any stage um, almost from the, the outset and Mac Hansen has announced himself with a try for the ages where I don't know what did he go 60 metres from a, a, a kick and he just tore through uh, a rather startled-looking Bulls defence. Connick need to get this job just closed off for the bonus point now, but they look well capable of that. Bulls bench really hasn't fired. They've come on. Connick well in control here, but they just need to get another score. What a finish. Connick's win 34 points to 7, and well-deserved. Yeah, very well-deserved. Uh, Bulls rather ran out of steam the second half. Happened very early. Barely got out of their own half. And Connacht just seized their opportunities. Couple of really good tries, good defensive line, made their tackles, forced errors from a rather bedraggled-looking Bulls team at the end. And uh, this is the start that Connacht needed at home, and they got to follow it up now next week against the, the Dragons. The same template, the same real determination, bit of dog, and a bit of um, just a harder edge to them. 
uh, particularly when they were in defence. And it was, it was a really, really good job. A couple of sparkling moves and attack, and overall, that was excellent performance. It certainly was. It's great to be back. And the clan were just as good. Andy Friend, um, I guess it's been a while since I've you know, started a, an interview with such a positive situation here because it's very hard to take holes in that performance, especially the second half. Outstanding display from your team. Yeah, um, it's nice, Rob. Nice to have you in a good mood. I just thought the physicality, I thought the energy in defence was the thing that set the tone. Um, and once we'd done all that hard work and also uh, the work of the forward pack, um, you know, we, we got to half time. 10-7 up, lead of three points, which I thought we deserved that. Uh, I thought we did really well to hold them out there in the last probably two or three minutes of that first half. Um, great great penalty right at the death there. And then we said it at halftime, listen, they're tied. So let's let's now stick to our guns. Let's be patient. And exactly what we we wanted to happen, happened. You know, the floodgates opened. The bloke sitting here on my right. Mac Hansen was outstanding. He set up a beautiful try, but there were other good tries there. Tom Daly, a couple. Tommy Faz, a couple. Or one try. It was just really good rugby, mate. And it's just, yeah, we needed that, Rob, because as you know, it's a new style of footy we're playing, and looks good in theory, but until you get the win, you never do that. No, do you? So uh, that that's given us all a great boost of confidence. The defence was our foundation. Cully Tucker is our defence coach. Um, you know, he, he, uh, he's probably been hurt in the last few weeks because we've leaked a few points, but he's got a great system. He's got a great style about him. He asked for energy and he asked for, for, uh, um, for passion in, in the defence and he got that. So uh, I was really I was stoked for him, but I was just stoked in, in the manner in which the boys turned up physically. But, uh, you know, the first, the first try came from probably us trying to be a little bit too eager. We, we always talk about ball awareness. Um, we had a penalty advantage because we had a player take out another player because he was just so keen to hit him. And then we had uh, close into the ruck, we had a player wanting to get off the line to put line speed on and just wasn't watching the footy. So as soon as they got back to watching the ball um, and defending the ball, we were fine. So, uh, yeah, I said to, to hold a Bulls team, a big physical Bulls team like that to, to nil points after or for 77 minutes, that's testament to the, to the defence. The game changed on Mark Hansen's try, didn't it? Yeah, I thought it did. I thought that was the game breaker, um, and and just what a what an amazing try! Like we'd had one one pulled back already, and when they they went to the TMO with it, I'm thinking, oh, please don't not allow that try. It was just such a special try. So uh, yeah, it did change on that, mate. Um, yeah, and as, as I said, it was it was brilliant rugby. Like he, you know, he's I know he's sitting here beside me, but he's a hell of a footballer, and and that's just the start of it. Yeah, what is it about Australians and uh, taking high balls? Can you give me a bit of, like, John Borch isn't bad underneath it either. We'll talk to Mac in a second. But uh, if we have players in our back three, like Tiernan, we know has a long tradition of doing that as well. It's going to be hard to kick to comic, isn't it? Yeah, I think, um, well, in Australia, we, we tend to grow up with uh, a lot of ball sports. So you've got your AFL, you've got your, your rugby union, uh, your rugby league, a lot of ball in the air. And, and because we've got the weather, you tend to be outside a lot, kicking footies and catching footy. So, um, yeah, from a young age, you're pretty used to doing that. But, yeah, he made that look easy tonight. It certainly wasn't easy what he did. 
before I talk to Mac, I want to just talk to you about Tom Daly and Tom Farrell. They were really in the zone tonight, both of them superb performances. Obviously, two tries for Tom, one for Tom Farrell. Yeah, I thought they were. I thought they were both great. I, I thought I just loved the way Tommy Farrell straightened the attack for us, and he, he just kept going north, which we talk about. And I thought Dale's just had some great touches. That score was really important for him. Um, and then defensively, uh, I thought Dale's put enormous pressure on them with his line speed. And it's easy to do at 12 and it is at 13, but Tommy, Tommy Faz, um, yeah, he, he was equally as good on that. So, yeah, a big game from our two centres. Big decision to go with a 6-2 split on the bench. You set the team up with the physicality that worked. Are you kind of vindicated? Do you feel, feel good about that whole process? Yeah, I don't think we needed vindication. I, I thought it was the right move to go against the big Bulls team. And, um, yeah, you, as you, you saw in the end, if we could have gone a 7-1, we probably should have because we had Sammy Arnold come on and, and to go under the flank. So we knew in order to in order to beat the Bulls, we had to match them physically. And, and we had, you know, we had uh, the starting eight forwards and then the, the six reserves come on. Um, bounces, we call them. And so we had 14 men put in massive shift and then Sammy Arnold had to come in and do a little bit himself as well. So, yeah, I thought we were spot on to, to go with that. And it, it certainly, uh, if you get an injury early in the backs, it, it can hurt you, but we didn't. So, um, yeah, it worked for us. Uh, Matt Hansen, uh first time the Connick fans got a chance to see you. What was it like out there? Uh, what does it mean to you to get a big try like that on your home debut? Uh, no, I was just talking before that, uh, even though we only had 3,000 there, it honestly felt like it was 10. Um, I've never experienced footy where there's sitting in the crowd and everything, so uh, it was just unbelievable. It was, it was such an amazing atmosphere, and I, I can't um, compliment the crowd enough. It was, yeah, it was really good. Mac, the contrast strikes me. Like last week, I don't know how you felt about your yellow card, but it felt like it was a bad moment and for, for yourself on a, on a decent enough to performance looking at the stats. It, the contrast that with a superb display tonight, did you feel that there had to be a bounce back from you? Did you feel that way about last week in terms of that, that, that yellow card late on? Um, no, I think from last week, we I think we actually played some good footy last week as well, for, but just not for the full 80. So... Um, to, to come back this week, uh, the, the coaches don't put any pressure on you. To, they just say, go, go out and do what you, do what you can do. So um, everyone has 100% confidence in each other. So there's, there's no, uh, you don't feel like your head's ever on a chopping block to fill up your last opportunity, which is good. You really were able to express yourself out, out there. Does the system help you do that? Do you feel the way Connick play and, and what you've done in preseason is allowing you to be at your best as we could see tonight? Yeah, definitely. It was it was just really good to see everything come together. Um, it's what we've been working on uh, intensely for, for the last couple of months. So, um, yeah, we, we haven't had as much luck in the last couple of weeks, but I think we just showed tonight like how dangerous we can be um, once we just stick to our structures and, and uh, play our type of footy. And kind of type of footy... So it kind of contrasts the conditions, doesn't it? There's a lot like opposing teams constantly talk about the wind and the rain and how hard it is to play here, but Connick seem to be playing a game as if the weather doesn't matter. Would you agree with that? Yeah, it doesn't matter. This is beautiful, mate. Wind yeah. is beautiful. Can't complain. <laughs> You're not missing hope. No, if, if anything, it wasn't raining enough. <laughs> <laughs> how do you build on this, Mac? What's next for, for this group? Like, obviously, teams are going to start to watch that video and watch the way you played. You'd have to keep inventing different things and keep keep uh, keep on your toes. Um, I think you know we we uh, obviously have to just keep backing it up. Um, 
we want to we don't want to be a team this year that is kind of one and done or uh, we're on every now and then. So um, that's going to be the challenge for us. Just just keep playing how we've been playing um, constantly, and I think the the more people that turn up and the more people that get behind us, it's just going to uh, give us more and more confidence. So it's it's an uh, exciting time. Yeah. Ask Mark Hansen about that. And you know what? He's just he's, he's already in the mould of just talking about the team. He wasn't really going to get too deep into the individual. But what he did say, what he did say is he kind of noted that this isn't the kind of setup that are going to hit you hard for one mistake. You know, and, and you heard his own words there because I'm just a few minutes after that interview, I couldn't remember the exact words. I'm paraphrasing. But it was interesting that he was quick to kind of highlight it. He doesn't feel it's a kind of environment where you're under pressure after making one mistake. It can't be. Kind of can't afford to be in that sort of environment. We, we first of all, we don't have. And you know, if you listen to some of the podcasts and, and, and read what Birch was saying during the week in, in um, the Sunday Independent last week, you know, we don't have the depth. He said, yeah. um, and I thought, okay, most of the time we don't, but I think we've got more depth than people realise now. Yeah, because you, you look at Abraham Pepley, he either if you know it was one strike and you're out. Yeah, exactly. exactly. My and God, think, good point. You know, and you know, I think, and I think, Andy Friend has always been quite honest about Abraham Abraham needing time now I know he's probably become a little bit frustrated with him as well and there are other people who are frustrated with him that okay if you don't get it right this season or if you don't get it right in the first few games you know and we're not sure where really where your future is that's I've heard some people suggest that but I think Andy Friend has and he's obviously worked hard at his game obviously you know as well um so tonight was a good expression a good way for Abraham Pablihi to come back on the pitch and express himself, and I think he did that. I think he did that very well, and he he didn't he didn't dominate or anything, but he did show quite a few little, you know, snippets of of what he's able to do, and I, I you know I thought it was a good starting point for him. Well, if you look at this, there's two things about it. One last week, Cardiff, their back row was 30 kilos heavier than our back row in total because they played a second row in the back row. This week, our back row was heavier than the Bulls' back row on the official figures that go out. Looking out there, I'm not sure their official figures are very right, but Papalihi ran for 56 metres and 13 carries. That is a phenomenal work rate against a team like the Bulls. Dave, we were told we're scrummaging situation when Dennis Buckley was injured, a couple of other players have moved on, that we had a real, real problem in scrummaging. I've seen two weeks of scrummaging now. I've seen six front row forwards, a couple of young lads at Loosehead, and I think they've been close to faultless. Would you agree? Oh, sorry, in scrummaging now, because there were mistakes around the lineup. I think you've seen seven, because I think there were three tight heads used. Um... I haven't seen any. I, I think the scrummaging, yeah, sorry. scrummaging, scrummaging in with our team has always been a strength. I mean, it hasn't. Really, I mean, we, we we and what's the thing is, we sometimes ourselves are slightly called out by how good the scrummaging is, and because we expect well, it, the hookers, it's you know, it's, it's it could be any of them. It could be could be half. Could be could be Delahunt. It could be. I, I've even seen DTM come in, and he, he's he's a good scrummager with these boys as well. But we seem to think that our we have. Finley and we have Dennis, and then there's a massive drop off, and I don't think there is. I think Maddie Burke does not. The, the drop off from Dennis to Maddie Burke is negligible. I think Jordan Duggan is a revelation, and if he was, I'll put it to you this way. I think there's a problem in Ireland is that if you don't play for, if you're a Connacht prop, you don't get the recognition you deserve. I cannot understand why we now think our second best loose head is Leinster's second is Leinster's second best tight head. 
yes, our props are underestimated, but I think to a certain degree, we buy into that as well, and we really shouldn't, because the drop-off is, is, is negligible. I agree, and I, I would say this, Maddie Burke turns up on the URC team of the week, and he's one of the players who didn't get to start this week, because they wanted to try something different to Doug, and they, they worked as a tandem really well in the last two weeks. They certainly did, and, and Maddie Burke's ball handling down oh, at the, the end. catch the from end. the passing ball. Oh, yeah, it was just <laughs> <Wow>. incredible stuff. <laughs> and the scrum, the scrum for Tom Daly's try. Oh, yeah, you spotted this, because I was saying Angel locks that out brilliantly in the tight head position, but you spotted something on the yeah, loose side. Yeah, on this side of the field, so you wouldn't have seen it on your side, but their tight head tried to drop Matty down, and he, he, he almost bends over double and then gets under him and drives him back Ooh. up again. I was going, wow, that's an amazing piece of scrummaging. And, of course, we score from it. I was like, wow, well done, Matty Burke, and he won't get the credit for that. Wow. I, well, I think he might now. I was just impressed with so many other elements too, Lindley. I mean, we could talk all night, but all the good rugby Connick played. But the Tom Tom show, is, is that right? The Tom Tom Club. Thank you, William, who's producing quietly in the background there. The Tom Tom Club, as we're calling them now. The Tom Tom Club. Dave, I will get the reference because it was explained to me. And I do like talking heads, and I'm going to look them up now on Spotify. Carry on, Lindley. She's very confused. The Tom Tom Club. Good band, apparently. Bit obscure, bit niche. Okay, just a bit like myself. <laughs> <laughs> that's one of those ones where. Save, <laughs> that's, that's one of those ones where I had to check is it okay to say exactly? And I think it is. <laughs> niche for sure. That is Certainly niche. Unique is the way I'd put it. The question is. Um, yeah. What, what, about, what about our centre partnership? Which is, like, I mean, we've oh, talked about them already, but the back line is working so well. Yeah, I think that um, I think it's a great centre partnership that they have gelled so well. Um, knowing that Bundyaki is still there to come in, and knowing that Bundyaki might not hugely play a huge amount of games, if, you know, in given terms of international commitments, yes. anyway, when there are some. So yes, I think they're they're a perfect. They're obviously really gelled together. They're a very. They're, I mean, both of them as individuals are actually good footballers. I think, obviously, I think Tom Daly is the one who has grown so much more than when he first came, than when he first came here. He has really, really developed. And obviously, there is, he has really, he's obviously enjoying his life in Connacht that he maybe didn't enjoy elsewhere. And I think that's a really important, important facet to people's ability to improve is if they're happy, then they will improve and they will enjoy their rugby and I think he, he's a sure sign of it. We're building towards the big Mac Hansen chat to finish this week's podcast I just want to mention that Tiernan O'Halloran has 192 appearances for Connacht now, that was try number 40 and you got to listen to the midweek podcast if you like to put a euro on things because Alan Deegan is a genius for this kind of stuff, he just tells me when people are going to score tries and he said what did, would you want to just, why would I speak about the stats that you make, tell us what was coming this week? I hope you put some money on that. I didn't actually, unfortunately. Oh, I didn't. fair play. Who cares about gambling? I, 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 Gambling's I a waste of time. In. He Main was, point he, is, he was due to score a try. He hadn't no. scored. He hadn't scored in six games. He averages a score every four to five games. And I thought, ooh, I, I just put it down. Sometimes I look at, oh yeah, but I forgot. I was actually under pressure with other things today, and I forgot to put the bet on. But I just had to keep an eye on it. And you said Tom Farrell hadn't scored since November 2019, and you were like, hmm, it sounds like he's due as well. And you were right. Yeah, yeah. You look at it, it's amazing how stats actually tell true stories and, and how when, when players get into scoring averages, they keep it there and, and it, it stays there. Like, um, you're looking at 
you know, another reason for Tieran scoring was that, that Kieran was catching up with him, you see. <laughs> two tries last week, Kieran was only two tries behind him. Now he's gone a little bit further ahead. So, yeah, Matty's... Kieran Mamian. And if you notice, he was dying to get, he was dying to get the, the pass from, was it Papali? He, he was the only one, he was the only one up there on his shoulder saying, give it to, give it to me, give it to me, you know, I'll finish it off for you. <laughs> William was pointing out off air that, like, we are short in scrum half. Caelan Day was on the bench, but they didn't use him. We were, you know... Well, he, did, he did a full-on absolute full on end, uh, end of match um, uh, fitness thing and he was running half length of the field and doing all the sprints and doing all that stuff he might be ready to start the next week yep. possibly, if you Look want to like give Marmion a, a weekend off there's a, there's a huge game of Munster looming there is a must win against the Dragons next week we have a midweek podcast I want to do so many other business but I want to spend the conclusion of the main part of the podcast Dave just talking about Mac Hansen who I'm excited about yeah it's very hard to know what to make of guys who come up of, of, of guys who come up from Australia because everything about Australian rugby on the domestic level just doesn't doesn't fill you with joy it, it makes you makes you a bit weary and guys who can't make it into the Australian squad I mean the Australian squad at this moment in time is in, a, is, you know, is in a very good place but it's a tight squad those guys aren't necessarily playing the, the provincial rugby apparently Apparently, Mac Hansen was going to be in the Australian squad for no. the current Tri Nations before no. he signed for Connacht. No, yes. Are you serious? Yeah, absolutely. I believe it. He's that good. Would you believe it? Well, if he. Alan says it, obviously. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I suppose if you're going to endure yourself to 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 your home crowd, you score a try in your debut. That's great. John Porch, I think, did it. Um, did it as well. But. There's ways to endear yourself and there's ways to make yourself almost legendary and that was legendary. Um, I think if they had gone, if they had possibly done, gone back and said that Alton getting out of the way was obstruction. Alton, Alton knew what was coming. Um, What's he supposed to do? Let, let the players hit him? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, th- I think Ben Blaine may have found it very, very, very loud and not in his favour coming off the pitch irrespective of what the final ah, scoreline so, was. Yeah. But... Um, yeah, it, it's a way, but it wasn't. He grew from. He was doing things. Yeah, that was kind of a crowning of a good performance. It was a good performance because he's very. I, I think we have to because there's a thing called in Australia called the Barassi line, and I think we need to to, to to explain that, which is basically there's a line they draw, which is basically north of that is rugby and rugby league, and south of that is, is AFL. And in my head, anybody from north of that line isn't good under the high ball. I've got to throw that out now because all three guys we've got, uh, Porch. Uh, Bod uh, and now Mac can all really catch the ball and this was not a nice night to be catching I football I asking Andy Friend as our listeners heard about that you're a man who knows the AFL, <laughs> AFL very very well so when you speak about this I listen yeah so those guys are all playing now there's like I say they are clearly you know it's not just about run. they love to run but they love to catch the only thing I don't know if he can do at the moment is is kick but John Porch I didn't think could kick and he can kick very very well and I saw a couple of kicks not too bad um it's a great start. It's back it up now. Back it up next week. The whole team has to back it up next week. I know, and I know it is. But I just want to just salivate in that try for a few seconds longer. It was some try, Lily. It was... What a try. It, well, it was so exciting to watch, wasn't it? You're always just like, you were kind of willing him, keep going, keep going, keep going, you know. Side steps. He had the fullback just bamboozled. Absolutely. Look, it's very exciting. It's exciting to see. He's obviously not going to get those opportunities every game, you oh. know, but he certainly made that one. And, you know, he will be remembered for his, his debut in sports ground in a competitive match for, you know, for that try, you know. I, I, I think people are going to talk in years to come. Yeah, I was there. Yeah. I saw it live. What a try. Because <laughs> it was in the air for ages. Ah, look, we've talked about it enough. You've heard it on our little snippets. That's enough of that. We've got to do any other business. Um, I'm starting with... Uh, 
we're going. I'm sorry. I have a second one, so we'll finish on the second one. Uh, but uh, let's let's start in the first one, which is we're going on to our premium podcast uh, next week. So quickly, really quickly, guys, I've, we've all been at this for years. Uh, we love bringing you free podcasts, and we will continue to do that. You'll get this match day podcast all the time. And as far as we're concerned, every single one of you who listens to this podcast is what we call a podcast fan, and we value you beyond belief. And do not sit at home and think I'm letting the guys down now if I don't subscribe. Fully understand, no problem whatsoever. And we'll still be here for you every week to bring you all the news from matches. But just tell other people. Tell other people. Share if you if you want to back us, share the podcast on WhatsApp and get other people involved in our podcast. And that is so so uh, value to us. But if you're there and you just love that extra information and you love the bits that we do, just keep in mind this journalism gig is hard. I can give you examples of having moved into the I moved into retail and I was asked there recently to spend what was the equivalent for a, a quarter page ad in the paper, the equivalent of 10 times what I would get paid to write in that quarter page as a journalist. That's the reality of what we're dealing with as journalists. It's really, really difficult for us uh, out there. All of us are battling away. I'm very, very lucky as a person to have the option to switch into retail and still get to hang out with you guys and do these little bits and bobs. But as a group, we're looking to just fund what we do. It's not like we're all going to get rich from this. We are not. But it just backs us up, makes sure we get the best equipment, the best online hosts for the pod, the chance to go away and cover games away from home. Yeah, that's important. That's, you know, getting to the away game so that we can, we can, we can get, get them in reasonable comfort a little bit of comfort not necessarily having to get up at 5 o'clock in the morning and arrive back at 5 o'clock in the morning the next day for a game which we probably will do for Leicester because that's the way William likes to do things <laughs> <laughs> Oh no I'm putting the veto in on that <laughs> but we, we, won't. we won't be doing for Paris no 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 I'm yeah. actually I'm, I'm already for a week. I'm already using that as a, as a weekend to bring my wife away I'm taking my wife away I'm going to join you over there I've already booked my flights Good and for you done it, I, because I would like to point out was this meant to be a surprise because you've kind of no. blown it No 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 it was part of the whole deal you know I'm trying to get her to go to the U Arena for the art to, to the the rushing game against Northampton in the same weekend is proven to be more difficult there you go well maybe you should just <laughs> maybe you should do other things in Paris there are other things to do in Paris who knows okay any other business Dave so uh, I think everybody's seen the, the, the tackle which led to the red card of the brave uh, rock Peterson oh, oh that's a crazy tackle oh, yeah. I'm you, he got 24 weeks and it was halved um, my view on that is rugby Rugby lets you off, says there's a basic level, and then tries to get you off weeks. Every other sport says there's a basic limit that you that the minimum for getting a red card, and then we build it up based on what you did. Rugby needs to start to look at that. Mm. That tackle was worth 24 weeks. Um, it was it wasn't someone. It was it was so late. It was in a different game, yeah. and 24 weeks was the maximum deserved. Stop looking for excuses for back to, to 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 be lenient. Just go. We don't want this play in our game, and say that's a minimum 12 weeks, and build up from 12 weeks, not down from 24. You're here. Well said, Alan. Yeah, just something small. Um, love the fact that Rock Nation are on board and it makes it look all exciting and the URC is all exciting and everything, but just, just turn it down a smidgen. Okay, so just tone down some of the... No, no, just, just the volume. You know, oh. So you have a clan stand, we're all talking, next minute the Rock Nation comes up, everybody has to shut up because you can't hear yourself ah. because it is so, so loud. It's the first time you've ever complained about that. <clears throat> Not. Okay, listen, a shout-out to... Uh, everyone in Zebra Rugby Club and the Italian Rugby Federation because they've lost an absolute incredible human being one of our rugby family as the RFU's uh, tweet so beautifully put it Leonardo Mussini just Leonardo to all of us uh, the man who looked after us in what we do it's so hard to get on air sometimes we're over there William Davis our producer he will go he will climb walls he will 
he will throw things around that you can hear in the background. He will do anything to get us on air. But you need the people at the ground to really care for you. And we've had some amazing broadcasts that were so important from Parma and they were all down to this gentleman uh, who has passed away at such a young age. We don't get the chance, Lily, in what we do to remember all the amazing rugby people and to, to mark them each week uh, when there's a passing of someone like Brendan Gear in here and all those other people. We just don't always get the chance to properly do it. And like, it's not, this isn't just a tribute to Leonardo, this is a tribute to everyone who is part of the rugby family who instills the love in the game to us. We're all going to miss him so much and I just wanted to give him the tribute he deserved. Well, yeah, I was actually quite stunned. Yeah. I actually get upset yeah. thinking about so it. So do I as well. Honest. We all do. I was actually very stunned when I when I saw it up on the, the Zebra website. I mean, Leonardo, he seems that he was just always there for, in Palma and he was always there for us and I know there are times I've gone over there and in fact I remember one vivid occasion when I had to go over there to do an interview with with a player um, and he had it all set up and organised um, and he was just so welcoming and there was not a question about you know why was I doing this interview or where was I going to do it it was all set up for me going over there by myself and I just found he was always I think what I liked about him there was nothing was a problem for him it was always ciao and you know and, you know he's so Italian and and he was just so friendly and welcoming and most of all, he was really, really efficient. He was very, very good at his job. And I I'm, 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 was actually stunned when I read that. I had no idea that, that he was ill. Um, and, you know, for someone so young um, who was so, so very, very good at his job, but not just that, he was, he was a friend. He was a yeah. friend to us all, you know, and he was the sort of person you could sit down and have a drink with and you'd be quite, you know, you know you'd be engaged, you know. And so um, I'm just, I'm, you know, quite stunned and quite heartbroken for him, actually, and for Zebra and for obviously for his, for his partner. I just want to give William the final word. He's popping in on the podcast. Let's finish the podcast and your thoughts, William. Wonderful man. One of the most helpful people. He was Zebra. He brought an energy... Look, he's Italian. He turns up, he's wearing uh, a shirt and tie and a pair of shoes and he just looked the business and he was there the way Italians can dress. And as Lindley says, welcoming, helpful, sorted us out, pulled strokes. I don't know what the Italian for that is, but Irish people will understand it. And he was just effervescent. And it's, it's really, really sad. He's a young man. Um, and he, he was that, that franchise. He was so, so important. Uh, and he was the only person I've ever seen who could carry on two conversations at once, once in, one in English with me and, and a conversation in Italian with somebody else in the room. Uh, I could barely keep up, but uh, he never lost control, and we're going to miss him. And uh, rest in peace, my friend. Nothing changes Sad and confused Don't wait until